have a very special guest with us, um, Ms. Sophia Bhamri, ma'am. Um, she's been a pillar to the firm and provides empathetic, viable solutions to the clients. She's a respected member of India's number one All India Lawyers Directory and practicing as an advocate in Delhi High Court. Um, so today she's with us and um, she's going to shed some light on a very important topic of the importance of language and communication in law. Um, so I'd hand over uh, the opportunity firstly to ask my colleague. Um, yeah, so as we all know, lawyers are professional communicators and uh, language is a principal tool we use. So ma'am, can you just tell us about what role does communication play in the legal field? Uh, well, Akshay, the role of communication is uh, quite wide. Uh, something which cannot be ignored because that's how lawyers, that's how law students align, that's how freshly enrolled lawyers earn their bread, right? That's how you make more connections professionally as well as uh, on many other tangents. It would be better to say if I just uh, take some examples, uh, I just take some examples and then it would be clear about the role of communication, uh, particularly in our legal profession or uh, in our legal education system. Uh, it's very similar, both are very similar to each other. Well, let's suppose there is an advocate who is practicing before any court. Uh, he or she may be practicing before district court, high court or supreme court. So, if that person, that advocate does not know how to make his or her submissions before the honorable court, does not, does not know the structure in which the whole communication pattern must flow, then the results for the client will be disastrous, right? Then second time nobody is going to refer that advocate or lawyer for the second time there would be no referrals for you well, That's going to be a dead end Similarly, if you are an in-house counsel, you're working in some company, in an organization, in an corporate Be it a fintech, be it a edtech, be it any other startup, they are also if you are not able to communicate, see the communication needs to be very precise, very clear. It's not necessary that it needs to be done in a very flowery language. High levels of English must be used. No. However, one must speak in such a way that he or she is able to put his point across the table. So even there you, you are answerable to your management. You are answerable to your team. You are answerable to your manager who is directly supervising you. So any lack in communication, any gap in communication uh, would again be disastrous. Why? Because at some point or other you may lose your job. You may be given the pink slip, right? It's, it's very uh, common. That's what we are observing also. And Today it's a very you know important topic that you people have taken up because we as law students, we as lawyers only focus on you know um, acquiring knowledge, more knowledge, more skills. However, this one particular skill that is a communication, we forget. We just yeah. forget about it. That's what we do. It's not about uh, others. Even if I talk about myself that is what I was lacking when I began practicing law when I was venturing into the legal field into legal profession that's what I was facing uh, my communication was not up to mark it wasn't about my English it's it's not that you need to be very well versed in English no but I wasn't able to frame sentences in a more professional way I wasn't able to put my point in a more professional way I wasn't being clear about what I even wanted from the management or from my seniors. So it took a very long time for me, but we obviously we don't want any other person, law student, lawyer to suffer like this, right? So yes, I mean, uh, if there is a pie, then I think 70% of that pie goes to the communication skills. The communication skills are quite vital cannot be ignored, need to be polished, need to be honed, etc. Yeah, 
Ma'am, so I guess there are very few professions which uh, rely heavily on uh, communication as uh, the legal profession, right? So, right from the first day when we enter the law school to the last day of our legal practice, we need to communicate, interact and build rapport with the other person. So, do you think that anywhere, like what is the most common obstacle that we face or uh, like as lawyers that we face because of the inability to communicate? Uh, see, if you are a practicing lawyer or you are working under some senior lawyer or advocate, then the most uh, you know prevalent obstacle would be that uh, eventually you will be losing out on your job. Eventually, somebody else is going to replace you. The amount of result, uh, the degree of positive result which you were supposed to bring on table uh, won't happen. It would be stagnant there would be no results or there would be less positive results and that is uh, what gets noticed by everyone around you so this eventually becomes stagnant and it will lead to stagnancy for your career also there would be no progress for you also and likewise if you are working as an in-house counsel or you're working as a corporate lawyer once again this would be a major obstacle lack of communication would again be seen something as unwarranted for from your management even from your HR they are going to take into this in consideration and someday or other you are going to be getting that memo you will be getting that notice that please resign It, it happens it's not as if it does not happen since it's very you know important that while you are in law school itself, while you are interning, be it offline mode, be it online mode, try to engage uh, with your supervisor as much as you can without irritating him or her. Well, obviously, for obvious reasons, but try to engage, try to be interactive. If the other person is being very interactive with you, he wants you to open up to him. He wants you to come out of your shell and that is something which only you can do. That is only uh, something which a law student needs to do and it's a necessity. It will not help if you are an introvert. Introversion traits of introversion do not help a person in this profession people. They never did. I do understand some people will take uh, a bit more time as compared to others to open up but at end, end of the day you have to open if you don't then you are going to waste that period of time that is two to three years again after passing out from your law school so it's going to be five years plus three years seven years and that's how you lag behind right others are going to move forward and we are going to regress Basically, taking into consideration the present circumstances because of the COVID pandemic, uh, you know, the, the virtual proceedings have become more prominent. So, do you think the purpose is actually served in virtual proceedings at the court as well as happens in the physical, uh, you know, court hearings? And if not, what is the difference uh, that actually lies between both kinds of proceedings? Well, I'll give you my personal experience. I'll tell you about my experience. While the country was in lockdown last year, courts after a while they started with this virtual hearing thing. They came up with the infrastructure, they came up with virtual conference links, uh, virtual platform, uh, whereby they said that uh, a lawyer and his client will be able to join by clicking on that link. Initially, there were technical glitches. Uh, we they are hosting the platform on Cisco Webex. What happens there is if many people join all together simultaneously, the bandwidth is not able to sustain all of them and automatically the screen becomes off right. The voice is not audible that much. It cracks up a lot. And then uh, even for lawyers, I mean, uh, it became like a fish market. Initially, it was a fish market. Everybody was speaking that uh, they were just speaking to the reader. Please, oh, what is our date? Has our item number come up? What is happening? What this and that, this and that. So 
it took a while for everyone to settle to everyone to become comfortable with this platform furthermore people uh, while the proceeding is going via virtual conferencing mode there is a direction given by honorable delhi high court that no adverse orders will be passed if a party is lawyer or the party itself is not able to appear before the court via the online mode having said that uh, try to understand the impact of this direction on courts that means that the proceedings will become stagnant right no adverse order hence uh, it gives a tool to the other party not to appear nothing will happen nothing adverse will happen right so for the grieved person uh, for the petitioner for the complainant it is going to cause huge amount of delay once again the procedure is that uh, you will be getting dates by dates the matter is just going to be adjourned second of all uh, the major pitfall of uh, video conferencing taking video conferencing uh, hearing is that no evidences will be recorded because uh, i hope everyone is aware of how evidences are recording recorded in court right how evidences are taken you need to put exhibits with the red pen on the file itself so you need to have a file the judicial record in front of you for doing that so that thing has stopped altogether hence no evidences are taking place that means again delay of 1 to 2 year is being caused for adjudication of anybody's case or matter right so because uh, courts or the supervisory courts have not yet come up with a mechanism to deal with such uh, gaps deal with such glitches which they were supposed to fill yes they are trying it's commendable that they are trying especially in delhi it's extremely commendable that they have uh, you know they immediately began the virtual hearings because in other states it took them a very long time to do that but in delhi at least they began doing that but uh, the third pitfall is that uh, in delhi high court the matters which are being taken up are of urgent nature as of now meaning thereby that all the regular matters which are pending since 2017 or 18 they are not being taken up they are being listed and blocked adjourned automatically adjourned so once again now as a lawyer if i am a lawyer i am appearing for my client uh, you know i ask for fees for appearance fees they tell me mam phone pe hi to aapne kara kiya kya aapne see it's a very common thing which is happening so here also the lawyer will get half the fees or no fees at all because i can't just say goodbye to my client also right in this pandemic even i can't lose my client till by being so um, even the clients they don't have that much confidence in virtual hearings okay try to understand india is not europe india is not usa india is not canada uh, the majority of the population living in india is uh, not that much educated or tech savvy right not everyone has that much awareness to appear online via any platform not everyone is having smartphones even if they are having smartphones they do not have the particular data pack in it to come online we are educated right we are just sitting in comfort of our homes so we are just watching the world with our own limited perspective but if we see the perspective in its entirety about 70% of indian population does not have access to that sort of mode apart from access that percentage of population does not have confidence in this mode so automatically uh, you must have heard that many uh, medium size small size law firms have shut down people have lost their business altogether they have lost their clientele and i uh, i'll give a very genuine picture i just don't want to be rosy rosy 
yes there are two sides of a coin i'll be coming to the positive side also but first this side which i have observed and which is affecting us all affecting all the lawyers a majority chunk of the lawyers advocates are being affected by it very drastically because many of us are totally dependent on our profession to run our homes to run our households and uh, our clients don't have uh, confidence in online mode then there are these certain things that no evidence proceeding is happening no adverse order is going to be passed see i'll just give an example for more clarity and uh, people here are just going to you know love this example it will just uh, clarify all the doubts see what happens um, in a maintenance proceeding be it a section 125 crpc maintenance proceeding or be it a maintenance proceeding under section 23 of domestic violence act we just file an application along with the dv uh, case that the woman seeks maintenance the monetary compensation or maintenance uh, now people what happens is that both the parties have to file their affidavit of uh, assets and liabilities as per the current supreme court judgment uh, they have pronounced that both the parties need to file now i i am appearing for the woman i have filed on time the other party is not filing what can you do the directory the direction is you can't pass any adverse order okay the judges are bound by the supervisory court's order they can't flout it one date has taken place second date has taken place third date has taken place yet the opposite counsel opposite party is not filing the affidavit without which my maintenance application cannot be decided okay now that judgment states that judgment directs that even if the opposite party is not you know uh, submitting the affidavit on record within a stipulated period of time even after 2 3 dates so their defense will be struck off meaning thereby that they will not get any opportunity to file anything in future and only your documents are going to be considered for adjudication of your case now while this directive is in uh, it's very much alive that no adverse order can be passed hence uh, they will take advantage of it mm-hmm. the judge is bound his hands are tied he can't just uh, write down an order that their defense be struck off or any cost be imposed no cost will be imposed during this time so indirectly it is causing a huge amount of delay to me in matrimonial cases in personal cases such as this whereby the woman has no means of survival she may have children also so there is no way out for this absolutely ma'am so yes. all this covid and all has caused a long drawn bar like continuation of cases and it is adding to the already existing problem of uh, overburdening the judiciary and all but before covid pandemic when we like there was this other mode of communication also known as the non verbal communication right so which includes communicating through facial expressions and body language and others so like there's the indian legal system taken to account this mode of communication and if it does so like do you think it is really possible on practical grounds to like implement this method and do, do you use it in your particular uh, experience okay so akshi just let me clarify even in online mode okay you can very well observe the demeanor of the person so you may have read uh, in uh, one of the judgment one of the order of rajasthan high court you must have read a newspapers whereby a lawyer was sitting in his vest he appeared online while so <laughs> it's not as if it is not being observed then a very prominent senior advocate of uh, supreme court in delhi itself he was with his hookah online on screen then uh, we we see that lawyers are wearing red color t-shirt orange color t-shirt uh, they are not even wearing their white shirts their dress let alone band is a very far off thing 
I'm not saying they are not wearing bags. They are not even wearing their shirts. What to say? There was some advocate. It happened with me. I we were in a proceeding. So that judge was very humble. She just pointed out, "Akhil, sab chai to baad mein pilo." I mean, he was just having a cup of his tea in front of the camera only. Like it's some television series going on, and we are just sitting here for enjoyment. But she was very, um, you know, she was very accommodating. She did not insult him or uh, did anything very harsh. She just said, "Just do it later." Okay, so it's not as if the demeanor is not being observed; it is being observed. And some judges uh, don't take it very uh, seriously. Some do. Yes, obviously, if you are appearing before honourable Supreme Court, right? If you are appearing before honourable benches of uh, High Court, even if you are appearing before District Court, there needs to be a court etiquette which needs to be observed. Yes, uh, when we had physical hearings uh, two, three, uh, two, three days ago, we were having our physical hearings. A curfew has just been imposed, right, in Delhi. I am just talking about Delhi. I am not talking about other states. So yes, there the physical demeanor would be observed very minutely because they are they are not lot of many people who are appearing on screen, right? So the focus is just on you. Even if you will be smiling unnecessarily, you will be making some gestures, some uh, casual gestures with your hands. irresponsible gestures laughing snickering etc so that is uh, being observed by the court and that can go against you in your order also see uh, one of the rule of court craft is any circumstance any situation you need to be humble and polite towards the bench except if the bench is insulting you i am not saying that it does not happen if the bench is unnecessarily not listening to you not giving you a proper hearing then you have all the right to draw your guns see because bench and bar go hand in hand lawyers advocates are also officers of the court but it should not be taken as a matter of routine right this approach aggression aggression is not the answer it, Aggressive, aggressive body language. Never use that. Aggressive body language. Never use that. Casual body language. Never use that. We are not in our baths. We are not in our living rooms. Uh, for men, if you are a man, if you are a young man, you know, just comb your hair. Let's not make a ponytail out of it and go to courts. People do that. People still do that. But that's not the way things are to be done. Uh, for women, let's not wear heavy jewelry. Let's not put heavy makeup. Right? We are in court. We are. Uh, they are doing serious business. So these small, small things will account. They are taken into account, people. And you need to form a rapport with the judge also, right? You need to form a rapport with the judicial officer also. Next time he or she will remember you. That he dresses like this, he does like this, he or she snickers like this in front of me. Maybe he or she is, you know, saying something about me. That sort of impression is being caused, which is uh, harmful for anybody's progress. So, so even online, that is going to be observed in offline also. It's not as if, yes, dear. Do you think uh, these kinds of behavior that are you know shown in the court physical proceedings, especially, uh, has a you know a ramification, a bad you know consequence on the ultimate decision by the judge? Like, do you really think it impacts uh, after taking into consideration the number of years you've served in courts and you have uh, literally been going in this profession of law? So, could you just tell us something about that? Uh, dear, uh, see, as far as judicial officers are concerned, uh, they have been trained in such a way that they need to just consider the merits of the case, the evidence on record, and then they need to adjudicate. So, a minor altercation, altercation, or you know, a minor this and how, and they should not take it into account. That's my personal opinion, and I have not seen anyone taking into account. Uh, while the final judgment is concerned, yes, in orders it can happen. In orders it can happen, but it depends. 
so uh, we should not irritate anyone right everyone is just doing their job even if i am an advocate i am appearing before the honorable court i am doing my job nothing is personal going on right we should not make anything personal is just brush it off but yes they are being trained in such a manner that all these small alterations small uh, things they should not keep in mind the aim is the file in front of them the judicial record in front of them that's it based on that based on evidence based on your application uh, your judgments your case laws based on that they will adjudicate that's it that is see that is their ethic that is their work ethic beyond that i have not seen any drastic impact of such uh, casual behavior or unprofessional behavior <laughs> affecting a certain order or a judgment i haven't seen as of now in 8 years of my practice yes yes ma'am uh, like most of the law like most of our time as legal professionals we need to persuade the client or the be- uh, b- like bench right so when we are doing that the non verbal communication skills like the body language that we talked about right now or else like how do you like communicate with them while not communicating verbally is there any way that you use or have you seen a particular lawyer or a practitioner you see as far as clients are concerned someone who is seeking your counsel uh, you need to be very soft with that person for one of the most major reason is that that person is already agitated that person is already so much disturbed you know that person has come to you to pour out his or her mental agast mental agony just wants you to be his or her agony aunt first let me be very honest so never use a, a harsh body language with such a person never show your impatience you may be ill you may be suffering from fever you may have such a, a strong headache but you cannot show it to your client see the legal profession is very demanding it's not everybody does not have the skill or guts or stamina to withstand in this profession let me tell you that is why we see especially in courts especially in courts while one is practicing the male female ratio is skewed right we observe even though i see that i i also take internship programs the majority of my interns are females young women but when it comes to pursuing the profession taking it to uh, the long way no it does not happen why so mental strength you may be feeling very bad you may be bored with that person the client will repeat his or her facts he will be so much disturbed disturbed he will keep on repeating the facts still you have to listen still you have to listen even if the consultation he has paid for 1 hour still if he is exceeding for 30 minutes you have to listen because there you need to treat him as a human being first as someone who is already so much disturbed they may have a emotional outburst in front of you women they may cry men also cry with clients the body language needs to be very soft your voice modulation needs to be very soft you must offer them a glass of water if they are feeling uncomfortable if they are with their children women come with their children right they can't leave them at home you need to have some colors and drawing books in your office for them we do that this is something which nobody teaches right yes i also learned because i need to make her children quiet first then only she can pour out her agony to me then only she can share her things with me right so all this comfortable environment you need to make even for a corporate structure where uh, women are not coming to you but your clients are coming right the companies the banks are coming to you even there you need to make a comfortable environment they may be harsh they may use a harsh tone but no 
you must never lose your patience with them you must be soft you may be feeling very bad that how is she or he talking to me but no that is what uh, the test is all about right that is what all have to pass yes yeah so like now we now you told us that communication is a two way right uh, we method so now aditi what do you think about the uh, language uh, the diversity in india right we discussed it earlier you know we've seen there are various regional languages and again like there are different lawyers who belong to different states and let's say if a lawyer from rajasthan who knows rajasthani more as a regional language goes in kind of practices in maharashtra where marathi is a you know regional language do you think there is a sort of difficulty in that lawyer to you know get access to justice and whether that career the career lawyer wants to pursue in uh, maharashtra from rajasthan uh, you know can do so so could you tell us something see as far as uh, the switch is concerned if someone uh, from rajasthan they speak in very uh, pure hindi even their petitions are drafted in pure hindi even i can't understand if the petition comes before me i have to read it many times pure hindi pure vyakran hindi which we use you know in school we used to learn okay so if that person is switching his career to maharashtra it is difficult if he or she wishes uh, to practice in district level courts it will not be difficult for him if he wishes to practice in high court because everywhere in high court majority of our states in india they use english barring some few uh, like uh, tripura southern states they are still using their uh, local language so yes the switch becomes difficult and even it's not about the switch if uh, some client engages me to go over there then yes it becomes difficult and i have to hire a local lawyer also see in some uh, states in some regions it is mandatory to hire a local lawyer someone who has a registration number and who is registered in that courts bar association i'll take an example uh, in gurgaon they try to enforce it okay if you don't have a registration of gurgaon bar council gurgaon bar association gurugram courts so they'll create a havoc and more so the same is in faridabad now these places are quite near to delhi delhi ncr so they have made their own rules so there you need to engage a local lawyer even though there also hindi is spoken here also hindi is spoken in district courts however if uh, just take an example i am a hindi speaking person i wish to argue uh, in tamil nadu right in kudalore district i am going in a district court so yes very difficult for me very difficult so there is no option but to hire another lawyer or to take assistance of a local council and to share my fees no other option yes it is a bar obviously it is a bar that is uh, one of a drawback of having a country with such a huge diversity that there is no uniformity and there can can be a communication gap also see in uh, i'll take an example what happened we were in a case we were arguing before uh, punjab and haryana high court there was one honorable justice so he was he began speaking in english however he switched to punjabi very quickly now i'm a, i am a punjabi so it it's easy for me so he just lost track just lost the track that he was speaking in english and he was very comfortable with punjabi right so for a non punjabi speaking person it's going to be a nightmare what is he saying <laughs> with me it's, it was all right but with other people i mean so these things do happen in court at end of the day uh, we have to serve our clients it is upon us how to do it in a better way like we just engage councils local councils that is the only option with us yes it is a barrier a big one in district courts and in majority of the high courts also uh, people uh, because in rajasthan high court and in uh, allahabad high court and lucknow high court 
Hindi. Petitions in Hindi go hand in hand and majority of the people are filing in Hindi and their Hindi is very pure in nature. It's not the verbatim Hindi which we use, the mixed Hindi which we use, no. The pure, the grammarly Hindi which is being used. So very difficult. For that we need separate stanos, separate format, we need to engage someone else to read it, to proofread is. So yes, a barrier, what can we do? Until unless some infrastructure does not come into place, some uniform directions are not imposed by the Honorable Supreme Court, this will go on. They are also bound, right? They are also bound because what to do with certain states? We can't force them to speak in Hindi, right? As they cannot force us to speak in their language, vice versa. So we need to make adjustments. Yes, please. Now, just to uh, you know, shift a bit from the way petitions are filed in which language. I was uh, reading a case. It was England and Wales High Court case. So there is the client basically. There was spouses. So there was a case which related to divorce proceedings and all. Um, because the spouses knew different languages. One knew French, while the other could speak only English, and was very difficult. Basically, uh, you know, the other spouse faced very difficulty in understanding French. You know, so it ultimately changed the whole decision. The judge took this particular instance into account. and changed the whole decision uh, you know from what it would have been so have you ever come across such instances in our country uh, you know where in the clients because of the clients language communication barrier or uh, the decisions have had a uh, you know uh, an impact uh, yes it does happen dear but in my 8 uh, years of practice i haven't seen that gap why because majorly i have practiced in delhi and in punjab and haryana so um i haven't seen that much influence and see in crpc it is written also somewhere that if a person is not able to understand so they will have a translator with them it is the court's duty to assign a translator so that is the court's work that is their burden on us all together how to deal with it and obviously they should not just because of the communication gap or uh, non uh, just because a judicial officer was not able to understand one party's language and he was able to understand the other party's language the decision should not be influenced because they are sitting at a such a high pedestal they need to preserve that integrity of that seat and when the provision is already given that they can appoint for translators and they should do it no i haven't seen such instance here because i have been i have never been to southern states so it wasn't like i was speaking in english or hindi and i got misunderstood so it did not ever happen to me yes <laughs> yeah ma'am if we flip the uh, argument here like we said uh, we talked right now that the uh, people who are speaking a particular language face a barrier in other state and they are com- very comfortable if they are well versed in english in the higher judiciary but what happens to those lawyers who are well versed in their particular language but need to appeal to the higher judiciary and don't know english so that become does it become a roadblock or a sort of uh, like dead end for them uh see dear uh, what i have seen and observed is when a matter is a sensitive one right so it's not as if the honorable supreme court or honorable high court is going to just get up from its seat and slap you across your face that how dare you are speaking in hindi even uh, the judges understand right that the lawyer is unable to converse in english she is not able to frame correct sentences so let it be so flexibility is there it's not as if uh, official language is this only if you are going to speak in this see uh, this is such a big drawback in our country that uh, of elitist class that the elitist class has just given so much importance to english language that a lawyer may be well versed with his law you know nobody can beat him while he is arguing but yes he can be beaten just because he does not know english but he is clear with his law he is clear with his facts so the system is flexible yes we see 
that oh my god he was speaking in hindi what the court is not going to listen to him so it's my personal take that courts don't do this they do listen if uh, a situation arises like this see i'll just take an example while our honorable supreme court was adjudicating the ram uh, janmabhoomi issue so i'm damn sure while they were taking statements of mahants those mahants or pujaris they they can't speak in english right they don't have that flary language they just speak shudh hindi pure hindi pure basic hindi they speak so i mean were they slapped across their face were they being insulted no that wasn't being happening so yes it is uh, it is our misfortune i it's my personal take it's my personal belief it's my it's our misfortune that people who can't converse in english they are you know being looked upon as uneducated people having less education than others but english is not a criteria to judge a person right and that too in india it is it is our misfortune outrightly complete misfortune it is that is what i want to say because then uh, you are just creating compartmentalization you are just creating two categories english speaking which is the elitist class and uh, non english speaking class which is the redundant class right they don't know anything that is what we are uh, having an impression of he she does not know anything he does not know anything and he must have done his law from a you know law school situated in some region some village or some hinterland not from city non city person small town person what is this justice was just the purpose of justice was not like this to differentiate between people based on language to keep english at a higher pedestal and to keep your local language or mother language mother tongue at a lower pedestal was this the purpose but unfortunately uh, many institutions many organizations have just uh, you know stressed upon this fact that if you don't know english then you are gone you are a loser why i don't understand i don't understand this and it is it is our misfortune as indians and yes it boils my blood but we can't do anything right but it is upon you people upon young generation upon young budding lawyers not to discriminate even if your friends or colleagues your batchmates are not able to converse in english please don't make fun of them encourage them he or she may have so much knowledge but just because of the fact that he or she does not have access to that sort of a convent education he or she was unable to brush up his english skills so they refrain please don't shatter anyone's confidence build each other up even when you become lawyers even when you join as in house in house councils even when you join as a corporate lawyer even in your company in your workplace don't bully that person don't uh, make a in group and out group don't just ostracize that person just because of his language because if this was the criteria then fine then justice should be given to those who are english speaking people right justice should not be given to a poor person who does not even know how to write in hindi then angootha cha okay yes please I had this personal opinion that when we talk about gender ratio, uh, uh, we obviously know it's very less. You know, uh, female to male ratio is very very less in higher education, especially the Supreme Court. We we do not have now women judge because uh, you know there, there was just two oh, there, there were just two women judges there. So I think you know English plays a very important role because you know again in North India if we talk about there's a patriarchal mindset. and you know lot of families uh, do you know uh, put boys in good schools you know high schools where english is prominent while you know girls are basically sent to hindi medium schools as well so do you think that kind of hinders the uh, you know uh, the the path to go to higher judiciary for girls uh, uh no aditi because what i believe is if you have grit and determination it is of no consequence it may give a platform to a person it may give a sprint 
for you to jump but how far you jump is upon you believe me this profession is open for all if someone is ready to invest his or her heart and soul into it this profession requires that commitment yes as a woman as a woman you may get late while marrying you may have you may not want to have kids because your professional commitments have drastically risen up but that is the sacrifice which we make to be in this profession as a woman and as you said this is a patriarchal society a woman is supposed to raise her children look after her family and if she wants she can have a career but then she has to juggle she has to adjust but then it is upon you it does not matter people learn people learn there was a person there was a colleague of mine who was working with me he was from up pilibhit hindi medium guy joined delhi university campus law center had a big shock of his life how to write examination hindi knowing english he learned he polished he worked hard he still works hard he still plugs in plugs in his earphones he still listens to those english conversations no those english learning apps so it is upon you if you don't have grit and determination that you will then you will lag behind and all this that uh, hindi medium english medium and uh, one more thing i would like to say it is out of context but still i would like to press upon it non nlu nlu all myth in long run it will not be of any consequence it does not matter all myth i am i am non nlu do i feel that i am unsuccessful no i am very successful and i am so much happy i am my own boss i don't have anyone to tell me what to do so why are law students or people you know making a issue about it non non nlu nlu or uh, hindi english i mean see if you are from hindi medium you just need to invest one or two years no to sharpen your english skills so do it sky is the limit do it everybody is struggling everybody working hard it's it's just how the way you perceive it you can do it happily or you can do it you know in a very uh, negative way if you take pressure then it becomes pressure if you do it happily you take it positively take everything in your stride that's what i want to tell all the young budding lawyers out there who are going to uh, listen to this uh, podcast please be positive in life stop comparing yourself with others you are unique in your own way stop comparing i am a non nlu person i never compared there are uh, many of people of my age who are earning uh, thrice the amount of money which i am earning but that is their path i am not comparing myself with them and young people must understand this also just do just keep on doing things be proactive uh, learn uh, you know different things learn practical skills try to engage yourself in work try to interact with your seniors don't irritate them right but try to interact be friendly be open and never never demean yourself in your own eyes i mean why to do it yeah man so i understand that you need to work hard if you are not like uh, speaking the uh, english language but there is this concept like whenever you are taking some law entrance test they are essentially in english and because it is we have this colonial hangover right so there is this divide of elite and non elite which is already in existence right now as we know so and where most of the country does not have that infrastructure or does not have that same opportunities that other people have do you not think having a civil like, like level playing field would be helpful for those people who are starting out their careers uh, by when they are in the initial stages right from when they step out of the school and want to pursue law but just because of this particular language barrier they decide not to 
these students they need to work very hard and they need to compete with the uh, like existing competition which is growing day by day so do not think that uh, this communication barrier is like in a way is it putting for people who don't know the language at a disadvantage see akshay uh you have very correctly you know put your point across the table that uh, ma'am what about i guess you're just referring to that uh, law entrance exams uh, which take place yeah, in english right yeah do you not think that having this exams in the other language like uh, one of the supreme court justices also talked about it so do you not think having those exams in other languages would be helpful rather than just confining them to the english because at the end of the day it is your knowledge at, at the end of the day it is your skill that is going to help you well i totally agree with you uh, my lord justice dhananjay yashwant chandrachur ji uh, he is such a harbinger i mean he is such a pioneer uh, a rock star that is he is one person we are so thankful to him indian judiciary must bow up towards him bow in front of him we need more people like him in indian judiciary he very correctly pointed out that see lat which is only taken in english is not serving the purpose it is once again taking those people uh, who are elite right who are from elite background who have access to coaching right who can have access to coaching uh, who are well versed in english because i think there is uh, one section which is focused on english also right a complete section yeah and second of all uh, let me just put it like this in up uh, in bihar when the judicial service exams are being conducted even in rajasthan they give a option either to either to answer the paper in hindi or in english so when there no discrimi- discrimination is being made to a judiciary aspirant then why this discrimination is made here why so that means that a huge divide will once again occur right someone who's having money someone whose parents are having a good background good financial background backing they will go into coaching centers get one year coaching crack the clat and that too who are having a hold on english but what about that person who may not have access to this sort of a coaching or this sort of english medium education like we all city kids do what about them so yes he very i mean he very rightly grasped he very rightly you know observe this that is what is happening these days so is law for elitist class only elite people should become lawyers right poor people should not become lawyers and under privileged section a lower middle class should not venture into this profession is that what it means right and then they should make a lobby to discriminate furthermore i am just deviating from the point here but that is what happens and i have no shame in admitting cuz today we are here to you know just give a true picture i believe in giving a true picture i don't sugarcoat i don't want to do it i don't want to say yes this is so rosy all is so beautiful or is so working out perfect everything is so perfect here and there no because once i start doing that then i stop any scope for growth or improvement in the system in the structure in how the education is being imparted in how this clat is being clat is being conducted many people uh, i just i would just like to add upon it many people one of my interns told me ma'am this paper is very biased i said why ma'am uh, people who had a science background in 11th and 12th they are able to crack why because 20 marks is for maths i suppose so this is once again a bias right why would a lawyer want to why if you are if the college is a testing a person for him to become a lawyer or an advocate they should uh, judge him or mark him on his analytical skills what is this maths so if i lose out on my maths section i'm a loser that means right it gives me a sense of loss i don't know english so i'm a loser right i can't do anything i i have no right to be a lawyer in a from a good law school i should not do my law 
at the very beginning the doors are closed on my face so the people who have made this law right let me tell them this is not going to work hard work pays off sheer determination pays off yes it will take time for those people but once they emerge there is no looking back for them that's what i want to say to everyone who's going to listen to this podcast or feed this is i personally experienced my growth has been very gradual very slow but i am growing yes i i would not have i mean when i see others who had a background or who had a lobby like this they are far more ahead than me but i am unstoppable right i have belief in myself so i am giving them competition you must also everyone should give others competition healthy one no negativity people just healthy just be your best and yes it will take time but you will be there you will be there and life has so much in store for everyone life gives everyone everything it's just a matter of believing it's just a matter of being patient and waiting for right things to come to you we lose patience that is why we falter we lose heart we just start comparing we see the other person he has uh, secured internship in you know top tier one firm i i was rejected how does it i was also rejected i'm so happy now because i became my own boss i i just give a uh, akshay aditya i'm so i apologize i'm just deviating a bit i just want to share one instance and it will help all the people out there even freshers even young lawyers <laughs> once i graduated from my law school i had no vision in my mind as to what to do exactly people these days law students are very smart very intelligent very proactive more facilities are given to you online internship remote this thing was not prevalent in my time websites were not there where they used to post uh, internship opportunity so i lived in a cocoon and once i graduated uh, i was in my complete shell it took me years for this and i used to do random jobs and i was always uncomfortable in doing jobs and never used to listen to my management and never used to get their point after a while i became my own boss and i'm happy i'm happy i did not do internship under these top tier one law firms else i would have become a slave and i never wanted that to be i may not i may not earn as much as they are earning i don't know how much they are earning i mean i can't compare i don't know the exact figure but i'm so happy and at the end of the day if you are not happy what you are doing right all is futile useless believe it yes please absolutely ma'am at the end of the day what matters is you are getting happiness and the job satisfaction like whatever you are doing if you are happy that is the ultimate aim that uh, we believe any person uh, should have right yes yes ma'am and uh, so we had a very insightful conversation and uh, we had very uh, like we talked about a lot of things and we got your inputs on it and uh, there was just like it was uh, really impressive to know from a experienced lawyer from a, we get a first hand experience right so like, what would your final advice be to the young lawyers or people just in law school so starting to starting the legal career to improve on the communication skills uh see people uh first of all they need to be soft try to have a certain softness certainty there need to and needs to be a softness uh, there needs to be a voice modulation young people must understand while they are communicating with their seniors also even in internships don't be overwhelming don't uh, show aggression don't just be in their face ma'am sir don't do that keep your communication subtle keep it professional keep it professional don't be hi sir hi ma'am in mails don't do that sales is also a form of communication right right oh, even in verbal non verbal communication never be unprofessional 
because you never know what is the comfort level of the other person if you're just beaching his or her you know privacy circle i mean uh, i get mails by my name i sophia can we get internship i mean why will i give you internship you're calling me by my name i don't even know you keep it professional keep it soft even in follow up mails even if you i have not understood anything while you're interning even in your class if your teacher is unable to you know get a point across to you just say ma'am be soft never be aggressive never start defaming your seniors around you because they may have lot of pressure you may not have that kind of pressure once you grow more you will understand you need to run a family you need to feed mouths people may have so much uh, tension and stress and sometimes it happens that other person may lash out at you then also you have to be patient don't start crying i mean you are not children try to understand nobody wants to hurt you personally things just happen and the communication with uh, someone whose english is not that good it's okay it's definitely fine then speak in hindi but hindi to acche se boliyega वैसा तो नहीं होना चाहिए ना अंग्रेजी भी नहीं है हिंदी भी ठीक नहीं आ रही है तो किसी एक चीज को तो पकड़ेंगे ना हम तो दैट इज वॉट वी नीड टू कीप इन माइंड इट्स ओके बट आई सजेस्ट स्टार्ट ब्रशिंग योर इंग्लिश स्किल्स वाइल यूर इन योर लॉस फूल देर इज एम्पल ऑफ टाइम नाउ द क्लासेज आर गोइंग ऑनलाइन नाउ देर इज नो एक्सक्यूज फॉर नॉट इम्प्रूविंग एनी थिंग इफ यू बिलीव दैट माई एक्सपाइज दैट एरिया इज वीक इफ यू बिलीव आई हैव इन डन इंटर्नशिप्स I haven't uh, written papers which have not been published. This is the time. I mean, if we had this sort of opportunity in our time, if we had this access to information and knowledge in our time, we would have been at a different place. And people, you have all this. Make good use of it. Communication, yes, improve on it. Be professional. Be professional in nature. Don't be. semi formal don't be uh, casual don't be highs even now there is a linkedin etiquette also many of you are on linkedin in inbox people just send a hi hi ma'am now why will ma'am say hi back to you what is the purpose of your conversation and i have lot of other work are i have to cook food come on it's not about doing professional stuff what i have to cook my own food i mean try to understand it's me versus thousand people so get your point across in a small paragraph communicate in a professional manner your language should be humble it should not be imposing as if you're demanding something it should look as if you're requesting something right request not demand <laughs> polite be polite do not impose so this these traits will go both ways in non verbal communication also in verbal communication also this is what i would like to suggest don't make mistakes which we people did i know people are rebellious i know people get angry very soon these days impatient but then the other person will also be impatient with you you are going to be blacklisted what is the point then all this negativity crops up right oh, she blocked me he blocked me he did not select me but you know nobody introspects nobody introspects that where did they go wrong it's very easy to blame others introspection is the key please please introspect please do look into yourself because there is always a scope for improvement even for a lawyer who has a 8 or 8 years of practice even for a lawyer who who is having 40 years of practice always a scope for improvement and as lawyers you never stop learning or improving right this is all i wanted to say thank you very much oh, i mean you have literally put the issue the whole issue of this importance of language and communication in a very precise and succinct way and this issue has been rarely discussed you know nowadays or oh, but i think this was a very insightful session and not only us but anyone who is going to listen to this podcast is literally going to gain a lot of knowledge and uh, most importantly we as uh, you know students law students are going to now focus uh, more on our communication skills and improve it 
so i think the advice uh, you've provided is really something which needs to be uh, you know taken into consideration and uh, it, it is a very good uh, you know thing that you've uh, kind of elaborated because the you being a lawyer having eight years of experience you know uh, provide us an ample scope of us knowing what is going to happen with us in future and how should we proceed uh, with these kinds of things so uh, we really thank you ma'am for this uh, you know interview and taking your precious time out uh, thank you very much well i would uh, the pleasure is all mine uh, thank you so much aditi and akshay for having me aboard for having me for this conversation i mean i really enjoyed doing it i'm so much happy yes ma'am for the importance of communication very subtly and you told us that the path of like the path of every person is different and there is no need to have a homo as uh, the gen z is called it and it was very insightful for us so we thank you yes and i wish both of you a lot of success in future uh, i am wishing you all the very best for your future endeavors people thank you so much for having me